0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the exit 8 podcast and you've got myself here John with you today and of course I am indeed a Farmer Far Right member. Now this podcast is aimed towards young people predominantly who are still in education. Um, And if I'm honest with you it's just going to be a few words of advice from myself. If anyone else listening to this gets some uh, benefit from it, absolutely lovely but this one is mainly aimed at them sort of younger people who are still in education Now, I want to get something out of the way straight away. You know, I'm not your teachers. I'm not a staff member at, you know, your school or college. Um, I'm going to speak to you how it really is. You know, I'm going to speak to you about some of my experiences. I'm not going to pull any punches, and I'm going to say how it is. Now, I was involved in the far right when I was in school. You know, I got involved when I was in year 10, but I started to worry about things when I was in year 9. So, sort of roughly 14, 15, when I started to first get involved in the far right. Now, you know when you first go into this world it's a little bit exciting you know you start to see things that you don't see anywhere else you know you see in this this world of racism where do you know first some of it just seems like a joke you know some of it seems like dark humor uh, but before you know it, you start to really start you really start investing in what they're saying and start getting behind it and start believing it in a lot more now when I first got involved in this world the people in the groups made me feel important. You know, they made me felt like I was part of something. They called it a brotherhood. Now, I'm not sure if they still use the same type of wording or not, but when I was involved, they called it the brotherhood. And for a long time, I thought I was involved in this sort of... This the, this unique brotherhood. You know, this this group of brothers that will get behind each other no matter what and would have each other's backs no matter what. And I had their back. You know, there was multiple times at demonstrations where, you know they was on the fringes of getting nicked, and I'd sort of save him from the coppers. There was times of demonstrations where they'd kick off and I'd be their right-hand man. You know, I'd be behind them, backing them all the way. There was times where, you know, online, being as they was a bit older, they wasn't too clued up on how to do certain things, and I'd do it for him. So, you know, I had their back all the way. But there was one time where, uh, where I needed their help, you know. I was on my own. Uh, I started to get pressed. Uh, and by pressed, I mean... You know, started to get intimidated by, uh, you know, about six to eight, you know, fully grown men. And bear in mind, I was only, I would have only been about sixteen at this point. Um, I, and you know, these six to eight fully grown blokes, you know, came up and started to try and intimidate me. Now, I'm not going to say I was scared, cause, you, at, at the time call it, you know, naivety or you know, call it having balls bigger than brains, but. You know, I thought if it kicks off, I'm gonna get an hide in here, but I'm not gonna back down I'm not gonna surrender so i wasn't I wasn't scared at the kick in, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to um i I wanted to even the numbers you know if it was gonna go off, you know I wanted it to be a fair fight, even if you know there was two or three other lads there you know make it a six on four or a eight on four, however many lads they were there if I could get a few other members of the far right to come down and get behind me. <clears throat> and at least turn this into an half-decent scrap. Uh, Let's have it, sort of thing. Um, So I got on the phone, you know, belled up um, a couple of lads that live close by, and, you know, they all said they were busy. Now, this was in in the evening, about six, seven o'clock at night. I knew none of them were busy. I know none of them were at work. Um, But, you know, they just couldn't be bothered to get off the sofa and and come give me an hand. And it was at that point that I first started to realise... That this brotherhood might not be all that I thought it was. Um, In school as well, I was, if I'm honest with you, I was, you know, a little gobby git. Um, I'd constantly be arguing with teachers. You know, if I'm honest with you, in school I was more interested in impressing girls and making my mates laugh than I was in the work. You know, I came out of school with one GCSE uh, and that was you know, because a teacher took a shining to me, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, I got that um, GCSE and catering, I've always been a, you know, a dab band at cooking, uh, having family that are chefs, you know, it's something that I was always good at, um, so, uh, you know, I, I absolutely smashed the, the practical side of things, which was the, the actual cooking, I think I got an A star in that, but then with the written work you know the um, assignments and uh, the actual test I, I did really rubbish on and it was only because the catering teacher took a liking to me and you, you know almost sat down next to me and you know wrote the assignments for me that i was able to get that that seeing in catering and get that gcse otherwise i would have come out of school with nothing um and again you know in school that I, I just seen it as a laugh you know seeing it as a, a place to take the mic. Um, um you know and as, as i said i was always arguing with teachers getting kicked out uh it just to make people laugh really now in school i didn't get along with a lot of my teachers there was three teachers that i really well two teachers and an assistant that i really got along with the rest of them i didn't like and they didn't like me you know as simple as it is you know i, I didn't like them they didn't like me um but although i say that you know i wish i'd sort of gone and got some advice um, you know, at the time I felt backed into a corner in school You know, I felt like whatever I did, I'd get in trouble for You know, I felt like I had a big spotlight on me If I would, you know, drop a wrapper You know, if I drop a crisp packet or a chocolate wrapper Do you be there, watching me and giving me a detention for littering Although I was going to bend down and pick it up in a split second you know, they noticed that rapper at the floor, so they was they was going to get me in trouble, you know, that's how I felt a lot of the time. And although, you know, I didn't get along with them staff members, I do wish I had gone and got some help, you know, relating to the far right. Um, this far right world, when I first started to get involved in it in school, part of it felt like a rebellion to my school as well. You know, I didn't get along with the teachers, never got along with the education system, you know, even since primary school, school was never for me. Um... Uh, and part of getting involved in the far right almost felt like a middle finger to authority. You know, it felt like a middle finger to the government, to the police and to the school. Uh, but again, although I said that, you know, I, I wish I would get that out because the far right journey that I went down, it very, very nearly led to me getting in a lot of trouble. You know, there was times at demonstrations where if I stepped left, I would have got arrested, but I actually stepped right. Um, and you might think that's a load of, a load of rubbish, but I can give you an example. There was a time where I was at a demonstration, uh, I was 17 years old, um, and all the lads went into the pub. Now, obviously me, I had the baby face at the time, you know, to this day, I'm 23 now, and I still can't grow a beard, so you can imagine how bad it was back then. Proper slap face, baby face. Um, I tried to get into the pub, bouncer on the door ID'd me, of course I didn't have it, so I didn't get entry to the pub. But by the time I had finished arguing with this bouncer and trying to get into the pub, Uh, The police have put, um, you know, a barrier uh, of police around us. You know, they'd circled the pub in coppers and they weren't letting anybody out of the pub uh, as a way to sort of risk-manage the local area and keep as many far-right members there as possible. Now, so, now I was in this weird position where I wasn't allowed inside the pub, but I also wasn't allowed outside the pub. So I was just sort of awkwardly stood outside. um, I think I was just on my phone, if I'm honest with you. Just stood there on my phone, just... uh, if i'm honest with you i think i was probably looking at where the left were and where the people who was there to oppose the demonstration were and trying to figure out um you know it was going to kick off with them or not and then i just remember the you know a couple of lads coming outside the pub and then a couple turned into loads and before i knew it you know pretty much the entire pub was outside kicking off with the police and pushing and shoving trying to break these police lines and again, little little me um, wasn't allowed inside the pub. wasn't allowed outside. I sort of got caught up in this madness. Now, and on heart, I can honestly say that I didn't try and kick off. You know, I didn't try and kick off with the coppers. Um, you know, I didn't try and get involved. It was just a situation where I I was you know almost forced into this situation. Now, um, again, I have my hands in the air. I was I'm not involved. I'm not involved. You know, put my hands in the air. I I knew there was cameras around. I was just making it very clear that I wasn't involved because, again, I knew my face was on camera, so I was making it clear that I wasn't involved. Now, when the police lines broke, there was a copper that fell to the floor, and he went to grab me but missed me because I stepped right. He was on my left-hand side. He went to grab me but missed grabbing me because I stepped right and grabbed the person next to me and dragged him to the floor. Um, And that's an example where if my left foot had gone forward rather than my right foot, I would have been nicked and I would have had a criminal record and, you know, I would have struggled to get a job and I would have struggled to, you know, travel to other countries and and stuff like that. And, you know, all this happened at 17, you know, when I was 16 in year 11, when I, you know, 15, 16, when I first started to really get involved in this world. You know, if I had gone to my school counsellor or I had gone to, you know, just any teacher at the school, even that catering teacher that I got along with, you know, if I had gone to any of them and just said, listen, I'm getting involved in this world. I don't really understand it that much. Um, I like it because it's, you know, it's winding you lot up, but it's getting a bit farthest. You know, is there any chance you can give me an hand? You know, them staff members have an obligation to help you. You know, as much as you might think they'll kick you out of school and kick you out of college because they don't like you, they're not able to do that. You know they have to give you a fair chance they can't kick you out for asking for support just like you know they can't get you arrested if you've not done anything illegal you know these guys are there to help you and you know i'm not going to sit here and say you know every teacher is is neutral every teacher you know has an obligation to give you a fair chance because realistically they don't you know <laughs> teachers have favorites it, that's just facts and i'm saying that you know i've already said i'm not your teacher i'm going to say how it is Certain teachers, not all of them, I won't say all of them, but certain teachers are favourites. And if you're not in that little inner circle of students, you know, they can treat you very, very differently. However, in this instance, um, they can't do that. They have an obligation to report you to prevent. Now, don't take that word report um, as a way of getting in trouble because it's really not. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to uh, speak to prevent, and then what will happen from there. Is, if you don't know what Prevent is, I'll take a step back actually. Uh, Prevent is a government led counter-terrorism scheme, um, and basically, what happens is if you get reported to Prevent, um, so you know your, your teacher would report you to Prevent, Prevent would then have a meeting about you to find out uh, and to discuss really whether you need what's called intervention or support, um, and if they do decide you need intervention or support they'll then give you what is known as an intervention provider or an ip for short now an ip is just somebody that's going to come into school or come into college sit down with you one-to-one in a quiet classroom you know with no one else around and they're just going to have a chat with you and they're just going to talk about your views and your opinions and you know and and just where things have gone wrong for you in life um and again it's it's no it's non-judgmental it's all voluntary as well you know if you meet your IP and you think he's a bit of a you know I won't I won't swear here if you think he's a bit of an idiot and you don't get along with him you can walk away and if you walk away you're not going to get arrested you're not going to get kicked out of school prevent is all voluntary um so you know as much as you might not get along with your teachers and as much as you're You know you can't wait to leave and you can't wait to start your life and get in work because that's that's what I was like then you know when I first you know I think I was the last year group or maybe the second to last year group that um it came in that you had to be in education till you was 18 and I was human I hated education I hated education since since probably about year two you know it wasn't for me um you know people learn in very different ways and the school system just didn't suit me at all uh i was much more of a practical learner uh you know i didn't get along with all this writing things in your textbook and you know you're looking at a book and then writing it down in a uh, in another book it i, I just it, it didn't it didn't suit me it didn't suit me as a person um and i couldn't wait to leave i couldn't wait to start a job and you know get hands on and get physical with a job and earn a bit of money and help out me you know my family um but, you know, unfortunately, you have to stay in education till you're at least 18. Um, so just make the most of it, man. You know, these GCSEs, you know, these grades, they might not be the be-all and end-all for you. Because they're not. Uh, but, you know, they are a good stepping stone in life, you know. They, they take you one step further. Um and if nothing else, you know, if, if you're, again, we've sort of gone off topic here talking about bloody GCSEs and stuff, but if you're, you know, in school, and, you know, the best thing that you can do is get your English and maths, I struggled with English my entire life, I got maths, you know, maths were numbers, I, I understood them, um, but I never got on with English, I couldn't, you know, you know, dissecting a poem and dissecting a book and all that sort of stuff, I did I, I couldn't do it. You know, I enjoyed reading a poem and I enjoyed reading a book every now and then. But you know, dissecting it and you know, thinking what every character's thinking about and do it, it again, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And because I couldn't do it, I switched off with it. You know, I didn't like asking for help. Um, but that came back to bite me in college. If I'm honest with you, you know, in college it's very different to school. It's much more laid back. You know, you get half days here and there. And I remember on a uh, Friday, end of week, there was an half day. And the college bus didn't leave college until about 5 o'clock. And uh, we finished college at 12. So our main classes finished at 12 o'clock. And at 12 o'clock on a Friday, everyone used to go down the local pub and, you know, go have a few drinks and they go play some pearl and, you know, have a good time for, for them five hours up until the college bus set off. And I had to go to, a ma- uh, to an English class because I didn't pass my English in school. And it used to wind me up so much. Because I think this English class started about 2 o'clock. So it weren't like I could do the class and then go meet them down there, you know. Uh, And it went for an hour and a half as well. Um, So by the time it finishes, it's half three. And then, you know, you didn't really have enough time to get down the pub and get back again. And, you know, it it really wound me up. And, you know, if if for nothing else, you know, you might, you think might not need English and maths in life, but it's useful. Uh, And if nothing else, it it gets you that free time at college where you can go and enjoy yourself with your mates. Um, But yeah, you know, just just speaking to me you can, you can hear I'm speaking to you from a real life perspective here I'm not a teacher reading from a textbook or reading from a, a, a book that the governors have given them and told them to read to students you know I'm I'm speaking from my own experiences here so again if you're a young person listening to this now and you know you are involved in the far right and you're in school and college and just go and ask for some help you know like I said these guys have an obligation to help you they, they can't kick you out they can't you know give you any punishment or any sanctions for what you're involved in they're just going to give you some good help and support and trust me if you can get away from that far right at the earliest possible stage you know your life will change forever you know i can't explain how good that feeling is when you leave uh for me again you know i've talked about it before on this podcast and if you do want to check out our previous podcast please do feel free but you know, once that paranoia was taken away, once I had my old mates back, once I had my family back around me, once I had that sort of, you know, that pressure taking off my mental health, and you know, everything else that goes along with it, Um, you know, I felt like a new person, you know, that weight of the world off my shoulders, you know, it made me feel like a new man, and you know, leaving the far right is, it's one of the best things that I've ever done, to be honest with you, you know, it's something that I've never looked back on, something that I've, you know, always stood by my decision on, and there's never been a time where I've ever thought about going back to the far right. So, you know, if you're a young person, hopefully you took something from that. Um, again, if you, if you need to reach out to your to your local counselor, you know your local sorry your school counselor or your college counselor or your safeguarding lead or any teachers at the school or college, do so because um, it'll be the best thing you ever did. Uh, on top of that, you know you can always reach out to act early which is, uh, you know, a phone number that runs from 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock at night. Uh, Just search ACT Early online and you'll be able to find their phone number. Or alternatively, give us a message over at Exit 8. You know, these people just like me, Uh, you know, former far-right members that are just looking to make a difference, that are looking to, to, you know, help people that have made the same silly mistakes that we did. You know, there isn't just me, there's loads of other members of our team as well. And there isn't just uh, former far-right members, we have trained counsellors and we have parents of those who've had a loved one involved in the far-right. So, you know, if you need us, we're always here for you. You know, just like with your your school counsellors and your teachers and act early, with us, there's no judgment, just support. So if you do want to reach out to us, give us a call on 0800-999-1945. That's 0800-999-1945. Or find us on social media or, uh, or you know, you can contact us via our website as well. So that's all for me today. Uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I wish everyone listening to this the best of luck. You know get away from that world because it'll be the best thing you ever done uh thank you guys for listening and um you know please check out our other podcasts we've got loads of them coming out at the minute uh we've got season two that, that is is rather happening right now or it's going to happen very soon uh so yeah please do check us out and um thank you guys for listening